Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Tuesday, March the 15th, 2022. Y'all know what it is. Wake up, Ray G. Brought to you by... Prize Picks, our exclusive fantasy gaming partner for the 2022 NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, uh, Call of Duty, Season, all the shit that you play, you could do it on Prize Picks. Tap in, use the promo code WAKEUP, dollar for dollar match up to a hundo. You can click the link, take you right there. Real simple, real easy. Yo, the comments are going crazy right now. What's up, Ricardo? Good morning, Bruning, Rico, Paul, Joe, L. Wood, Lindsey Mack in the building, Mike, our girl Joe Sanchez, Mike D, Terrence, Mike A. Got a lot of Ethans in the building. L. Wood, yeah, the music begin. I'm, I'm back here. I'll be, I'll be loose listening to that K. Dot man. I'm loose, so I'm getting excited. Uh, Jay, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, it's funny, you know. Everyone always asks what the music is, and I hear it in the chat all the time. The intro song that you hear during the alarm clock and everything, it's mm. made by a platinum record producer, Demetri Green. He's part of a group called the Vibe Creators. Um, I believe one time I put the the their website in the chat, so I will do it today. For everyone who's yeah, wondering where the music is, you can check out Demetri's music. Um, he made the beat himself, sent it to us, so it's all custom. You can search for it, but you're never going to find it. Exclusive to Wake Up With Ray G. Uh, love Demetri for that. Love that guy. So... Definitely, if you if you like the music, check out his stuff. He does some independent stuff, some cool things that he does with his partner. Uh, they have a little group. They do some live shows and stuff on YouTube. So wanted to give him a shout out because people are always asking. I always love when people ask because it makes me be like, oh, we got a song no one knows about. But there you go, Pro- Dimitri uh, Green, uh, platinum, the Vibe Creators. Platinum creators. record producer. Yeah. What did you say? Grammy? What do we have? <laughs> no, we, I don't think he has a Grammy, got, but I'm pretty sure he's platinum record producer. Yeah, multi-platinum, I believe. That's dope. Yeah, so that's that. And then the other song is uh, Baby Keem and um, Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. So, but uh, you're, you're yeah, just, man. You just got us demonetized for life. For life. For life. You ain't supposed to tell anybody <laughs> that, we, that we, you know. I mean, uh, you know, whatever. It is what it is, I guess. Don't worry. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. So... Uh, we planned on doing a mock draft review today, but there's no need. I mean, there's too much news that popped off yesterday in the NFL to where we we don't like we we've got to talk about everything that happened yesterday from an NFL standpoint, a fantasy lens. Free agency is wild, and I'm so glad. Do y'all remember the days? And it wasn't that long ago, Jay, but, you know, we got some young people in the audience. Somebody hit me up yesterday and was like, yo, I'm 18. Tom Brady's on year 23. I wasn't even born when he was started when he started playing. Uh, but free agency used to be after the NFL draft. It wasn't that long ago, and then they moved it ahead of the NFL draft, and it just makes things a lot. It makes things more interesting, right? When you're looking at potential landing spots and fits. Um, I was on a show with my friend Kyle Yates yesterday, and we were talking about some free agent landing spots and fits. But it definitely will impact, to some degree, right, what some of these NFL teams do here in the next couple of weeks at the NFL draft. Um, 
I, I don't know where to start. I mean, it's the, the low-hanging fruit is to talk about Jacksonville. Amongst the variety of moves that they made, I think some were very good, and I think some make you scratch your head. Uh, you look at what the Steelers did. We'll get to them. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys, not much happening from the free agent front, but based on some things that happened yesterday, I think I'm a backtrack. I'm a little, I'm, I feel a lot better about Michael Gallup's contract today than I did yesterday, right? Yesterday morning, I was kind of like, oh man, we paid him this much. By like 12 o'clock yesterday, I was like, shit, we got a discount on Michael Gallup. This is good. This is good news. There's some other fallouts, implications uh, that are definitely going to affect how we view some of these players in fantasy football moving forward in this year and beyond. I think there were a couple of things that happened that truly have cleared up a a lot of ambiguity for us. some potential landing spot opportunities for some rookies are kind of off of the board or at least a little bit less clear than they were a couple of days ago, Jay. What for you, man, what was, uh, let's save the Jacksonville Jaguars and just hit us with who signed, just in case anybody missed anything. Where are we starting with? Because we got to run through all of this because there was a lot. Oh, man. Um, I think one of the most important ones, actually, let's just touch on one of the most important signings of the day. It's not going to be flashy. People aren't going to pay attention too much. But uh, former Bucks guard Alex Kappa signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Four years, $40 yeah. million. We know how important this is to the Bengals. They need to revamp their entire O-line. And it started signing former Bucks guard Alex Kappa. Like I said, four years, $40 million. He's going to be playing. I don't know if he's a left guard or right guard. I believe he's a left guard. And so he'll be playing left guard for the Cincinnati Bengals. Sure up that O-line for, for Burrow, kind of the first step of really getting that O-line intact because we know it's one of the few things they need. They lost a few players on defense. Um, that Jay, we we'll got see some, kind of we got how some breaking news. Whole. We got some breaking news. We got and breaking waiting, news already? I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one. Adam Schefter just tweeted it out. Oh, DJ Chark. No. This is good. This is good. This is great. No, this isn't good. This is fantastic. This is a great signing. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this is such a good signing. I was very concerned about the Lions signing uh, a free agent wide receiver. Let's just throw him out there. Before Godwin was tagged, he was out there. Allen Robinson, somebody that was going to come in and command and be the number one off the bat. This is best case outlook for Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion. The Lions uh, signing uh, DJ Chark opens up an area of the field in which the Lions were devoid, right? He immediately fills that uh, Khalif Raymond, uh, uh, who's the other damn guy? Josh Reynolds, field stretcher and wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, name a guy. <laughs> The the possession wide receivers, Amon Ross said, this, this shouldn't even be by low. If anybody out there is is panicked on Amon Ross St. Brown because Jacksonville gave a one-year deal to DJ Chark, they don't deserve Amon Ross St. Brown. If anything, this is good. This is good for Amon Ra. Amon Ra wasn't the deep field stretcher in that offense. He commanded short, intermediate routes. Um, you know, he was their mid-level receiver. DJ Chark adds another dimension to that offense. This is good. This is good. And Detroit's going to take Malik Willis at two. So now you got the big arm quarterback with the field stretching wide receiver that can play the X. Amon Ra can play in the slot. You got TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. This is good. Win-win. This is good for DJ Chark to sort of prove himself. Like, can you come back and be a guy? You know, I don't I don't think anybody's projecting DJ Chark to be the guy. And when I say the guy, the guys are top 12 wide receivers in fantasy. I don't think anybody 
expects DJ Chark to come in and be the guy for any NFL offense, but be a guy and a part of an offense that probably will be trailing, uh, that will have to throw the ball quite a bit. I think this is good for everybody. Good for Chark. Good for Armin Ross St. Brown. Does nothing for TJ Hawkinson. I'm, I'm on board. I am a fan of this signing. Good deal. Leads me to believe New England probably will push their chips in on Allen Robinson today. We'll see how that plays out. Jay, I didn't mean to interrupt you because you were going good, but you you seem panicked about this. And I think this is this is a good this is a good situation for us Amon Ross Brown St. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown truthers, man. Yeah, but that's the problem. So for you, you Amon Ross St. Brown truthers, yes, you're happy because will DJ Shark command 150 targets? Is he an alpha? No. Uh, the deal is supposed to be worth up to $12 million. Again, that's not crazy. From some of the deals we've seen, basically, we'll call it Michael Gallup money at, at this stage in time, right? So nothing spectacular. The Lions obviously have the cap space. I just, I like DJ Shark. I wanted him to go somewhere with a little more splash, a little bit high-powered yeah, offense, man. a little bit more potential. But apparently, uh, the league is saying you got to prove yourself. We'll see what happens for him. Uh, yeah, like super chat right here. Case of Topo is that Malik does not go to the Lions at two. You a little bit of a spicy take you slid in there, right? Ooh. Stone, Stone, but see, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy because if Stone gets Malik, mm. he's going to be happy. But if he doesn't, he gets Topo. He gets so to, yeah, you got to yeah, take yeah. your poison here. I think I'm going to take this bet. I'm going to take this bet. Let's just do it. I'm going to just super chat. Let's hit it one time. I'm going to take the bet, Rico. Uh, we're going to do it. Case of Topos, Malik does not go to at Lions. I'm saying Malik's going two to the Lions. So there we go. We locked the bet in. Unlike you, I'm a man of my word. So if I lose the bet, I will pay up. Unlike you. Will you? Uh, okay. Okay. Will you pay for shipping? That's all I need to know. Will you pay for shipping? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, overcooking the grits here. Yeah, you overcooking the grits. You're telling me that I don't pay, but are you paying for shipping? That's all I want to know. Um, but I think that's a great, that's a great bet. Uh, we'll see. I think there is a chance, right? I think there's a chance that Malik could go it too. But Shark, don't love it, don't hate it. But yeah, okay, Alex so, Kappa going so, to the Bucks. Real, real, real quick, real quick, because I, 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 I did see Maybe. you said you wanted him to go. I saw Eric say golf doesn't push the ball downfield. Um, it's a one-year deal. I, I think the best the I think it gives him a chance, right, to be involved in the offense. I think he immediately slides in as the number two wide receiver for the Lions. Immediately, like right off the bat. So now you're rolling out DJ Chark, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. I like it, man. I, I think this is very good for Amon Ross St. Brown. Very, very good. And DJ Chark, we'll see. All he's got to do is prove that he can stay healthy, get through the 17 games, 16 games, 17 game season, 16 game schedule, uh, get through it, and then he'll probably get paid from somebody else, right? So I think this is for Amon Ra managers, absolute best case scenario. You did not want to see Allen Robinson go to Detroit. He dodged a bullet. And here's the here's the second part of the equation that I think it eliminates Detroit. And I'm just calling my shots early. A lot of people were projecting a wide receiver to Detroit back in the first. I don't think they do it. Not in the first round. I, I, I think they're going to take a quarterback at two, best player available at 32. Amon Rob dodged every bullet in his path, and he's going to walk into wide receiver one type volume. Uh, the wide receiver one for Detroit type volume next year. Not worried about Hawkinson. Not worried about Swift. Best case scenario for Amon Ross St. Brown. But go ahead. Alex Chapa to 
Cincinnati to the Bengals. Yeah, to fortify that offensive line. Love it. The next one we want to get to is Chase Edmonds going to the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Interesting signing, you know, $12 million, two years, basically one year guarantee. So I don't think this necessarily puts the Dolphins out of the running back market because they could draft someone, develop them slowly, bring them on in the second half, cut Chase next year. I think it's not good things for Miles Gaskin, right? Anyone who has Miles Gaskin obviously didn't play, play well this year. They brought in Chase Edmonds to kind of fill that role. How are you feeling about Chase Edmonds? You know, obviously there's another situation um, in Arizona that we that we got clarity on as well. But where are you at with Chase Edmonds going to Miami? Well, first of all, uh, I I will continue. I am an I am the Amon Ross St. Brown truther. So yes, it is very Terry McLaurin esque as far as. Their draft capital, get you off the screen because you don't know what you're talking about. As far as when you're talking about two players who were drafted third, fourth round, walked into a situation where there were no wide receivers present, they avoided free agent wide receivers and the NFL draft. His path to relevancy is identical. It is a splitting image, mirror image of Terry McLaurin. And if you can't see that, then you need to get your eyes checked because it's the same path that Terry McLaurin took in Washington. Same thing with uh same thing is going on right now with Amon Ross St. Brown. Chase Edmonds, um, I mean he got six mil a year. I mean he's not paid he's not getting paid like some big time running back. I don't think this precludes this this will stop Miami from taking a running back in the draft. I don't. Maybe they don't take one in the second round. But let's just say, let's just say Isaiah Spiller doesn't do well at his pro day. Saw some video from the Footwork King. He looked pretty fast to me running his 40. Um, but let's just say he falls to like the third or fourth round and Miami grabs another running back there. I, I, I like it for Edmonds. It's like we, we, keep, we keep wanting him to do. I feel like we're approaching like Duke Johnson territory with him where everyone likes him. But when given the opportunity, like, you can't stay on the fucking field, man. Like, stay on the field. Do do your thing. I, I like it for him, for the opportunity. It's a new head coach who went out and made this signing. Like, I want this guy. So this should yield opportunity. There's nobody in that backfield that Chase Edmonds should be worried about. He should walk into the starter role. He's getting paid six mil a year. So, you know, it, 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 does that lock him and guarantee him something long term? No, not, not at all. But... I like the signing of Chase Edmonds to Miami. Um, I think this is an immediate stock boost to his value in Dynasty. Um, you know, veteran running back, you know, right at that apex of you need to start thinking about what to do with him. But new deal, two-year deal, I believe it was. I'm fine with it, man. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm not, I'm not going to proclaim he's about to be some uh, locked and loaded superstar. RB2, if I get RB2 out of Chase Edmonds, I think you, I think you hit the nail. Like, that's cool. RB2. Yeah, I still think you're trying to flip him, though. Like, if you have him on your roster, you're thankful he signed to a new team. You hope he has a couple good weeks. I think you try and flip him for a first, right? Just as far as what to do expectations-wise. But one guy I don't think we should be flipping just yet is the next running back we're talking about, and that's James Conner re-signing to the Arizona Cardinals for a three-year, $21 million deal with $13.5 million guaranteed. So, Ray, I was diving into the contract this morning on Spotrack, just checking out to see what the Mm. details actually are. And it's looking like it's a two-year guaranteed deal. So that means we're going to have more than a year of James Conner. You know, I believe he led, did he lead the league in rushing touchdowns this year? I believe he did um, at, in Arizona. So from that standpoint, 
I don't know what it takes to get James Conner right now, but I can't imagine it'd be too much, maybe a little bit more with this deal. But if you think about it, a lot of times with these aging running backs, you're buying a guy for one year, like we're talking about with Chase Edmonds. Maybe you try and flip him. But in the case of James Conner, if you can get him for a reasonable price, he might be a two-year running back for you, playing on a great offense where we saw him see a lot of success. And this year, we don't expect him to share a backfield with anybody, especially when he's being paid you know, upwards of $7 million a year and guaranteed $13.5 million as a running back. That's a lot already. So where are you at with James Conner and how do you feel about him? Would you potentially be buying him for this two-year window that we see in front of us? Because he does have a 10 mil cap hit next year. All dead. So they kind of have to keep him for at least this year and next. Yeah, man. Uh, so let me let me let me let me take it a, a, a an inception level deeper. One of my favorite movies. I love Inception. Still don't understand what the fuck happened, but I love it. Is the top still spinning at the end of the movie? Questions that I will die like trying to understand the answer. If anybody knows if the top was spinning at the end of Inception, let me know. I need to know this still burns and irks inside of me. But let's go a little le- let's go another level deeper, right? How much better would the Steelers have been had they just kept James Conner instead of spending a first-round pick on Najee Harris? I mean, when you look at what they produced last year, I'm just asking. I'm I'm Najee fan. But financially and draft capital-wise, would they have been better off keeping James Conner and paying him this type of money or spending a first-round pick on Najee Harris? I've said they probably would have – if this was the type of James Conner that they were going to get, they probably would have been better off keeping him. But as far as this deal – this is 100% a win for James Conner. And if you have him, you 100% are selling him. And if you can't move him and you're on a win-now team, you feel fantastic because he's locked in the volume for two years. He was really good in the receiving game last year. Um, you know, he showed that he could stay healthy, stay on the field. He looked like a perfect fit in that offense. And to see him recapture some of that receiving ability and versatility that we saw the year that Le'Veon Bell sat out and he took over as the starting running back, uh, this is great. Everyone is, uh, I think it helps two people. One, it's, it's James Conner, no doubt. And then two, I think it's a little bit of a boost for Eno Benjamin. I'm not fucking going out there. It's Eno season. He's going to be, this, that, that, that's not happening. Like James Conner got money. Like they paid him to be the guy for the next two years. Again, another opportunity in a window to trade him in Dynasty because I think he's he increases value, especially from where it was 48 hours ago to today. Um, it's a great fit. It's a great pairing. Um, there's going to be more opportunity involved seeing that you know Christian Kirk is gone. We'll see how everything works out. They brought Zach Ertz back. This is a great deal for James Conner. Happy for him. If you have him in Dynasty, flip. If you can't flip and you're a contender and you have to hold, then you got a good player that you need to hold. So uh, we got a we got a, 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 a super chat question. I'm a favorite. It. We'll get back to you, Anthony. We will get to you. I promise you. But we just want to get through this free agency news right now. But we got you favored, and we'll holler at that uh, towards the end of the show. Jay, how are you feeling about the Connor deal, man? I like it a lot. Like I said, you know, he's uh, gonna be a guy locked in for two years, and it's. I feel bad now because I was in a team. I am win now. I was offered a second round pick. For James Conner last year when he was kind of on the hot streak, I'm like, ah, it's James Conner. I don't know how I feel about that. feels like a little bit too much. Should have taken it, honestly, with the way Conner played at the end of the year. And now with this new three-year deal. But it is what it is. Now, question for you, uh, moving on forward. Do you want to touch on Jarvis Landry? And do you have an idea of where you want him to go or where he could be going? People who don't know, he was released yesterday by the Browns. So there's potentially the Saints, the Patriots, and the Chiefs were three teams that were rumored. Ray, do you want to touch on that, or do you want to wait until he signs to ultimately comment on what's going on with Jarvis Landry right now? Um, 
Good veteran receiver. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Good vet. Here's the thing, and and I think sometimes um, the fantasy football landscape lens sort of filters into the NFL, right? And while I wouldn't necessarily advocate for signing a 27-year-old running back, 26 year like they, they need people to run the ball, right? It's 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 minimal money at a position. You know what you're getting out of these guys for a couple of years. And if you're a team that feels you can compete now, it makes sense, right? Like may, maybe they look back in three years. At least what they didn't do is give Ezekiel Elliott type money to James Conner where it completely hamstrings your franchise for the foreseeable future, right? I'm not worried about it, man. It's a it's me. It's small money compared to the grand scheme of the team that James Conner signing is not going to impact Arizona from making moves to to bring in other players to re-sign guys. Uh, it's it's a it's a fine deal for Conner and it helps that team try to essentially uh, compete for their aspirational goal of a Super Bowl. They won't get there, but he's a good piece to help them. You know, help them achieve that goal. Jarvis Landry. Um, uh, I don't really know what to say. Like, good player. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, ultimately, I mean, good veteran. Damn, Johnson Jarvis. He's a good nah, player, man. He's, he's, he's contributed to a Super Bowl team. For fantasy, do you care, though? Like, he's going to be your wide receiver of three, four? Depends where he goes, right? We'll see. He's not, he's not if he's going on anywhere Saints, to be a one. Okay. He's not going anywhere to be a one. Saints, if he goes to the Saints. Yeah, Watson. If he goes, okay, I mean, if he goes to the Saints, he's never know. the the third option behind Kamara and Michael Thomas. I mean, he's still the third option on on whatever team signs him. And if he's the first option, I wouldn't feel good about that either. But, I mean, he's a good player. Definitely will help a team win. I think he's a good player. But for fantasy, I'm flaccid, man. I'm flaccid. All right, what else we have? Okay, we got another super chat from Chris, so go check that. But the other big news in the NFL that everyone was waiting for is old Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky signed to the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers for a two-year deal, $14.5 million. I haven't seen the guarantees on it yet. I imagine it's around somewhere like $10 million, um, but it wasn't released on Spotify. I didn't see it on Twitter. But the biggest question we have now is, one, will he be the starting quarterback? We hope so. We don't know. And then, two, do they draft a quarterback? And does this still keep them in the quarterback market? And ultimately, how does this impact all of the high-value assets we have in fantasy football? Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, Juju if he comes back, where Juju ultimately goes, and also do they bring in somebody else to kind of fill that wide receiver three role? How do you think this Mitch Trubisky signing could unfold for the Pittsburgh Steelers and where their plan is moving forward? I think, in my opinion, I think this only solidifies, I think they're drafting a quarterback round one. I don't think the plan has changed at all. You do not or did not want who do they have as backups? Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. That is not a bridge quarterback. There is no bridge there. That it, you, you you know those old like jungle movies and it's the wooden bridge and it's all broken and King Kong is in the back. There's no bridge there. There was no bridge with Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Whatever quarterback they drafted in round one with those quarterbacks in the room, he would beat them out. If it was Sam Howell, Sam Howell's beating them out. If it's Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett and his small hands were beating out Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Mitchell Trubisky is the perfect bridge quarterback to come in, play. And 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 I've said this and I've said this all along, right? Like I don't think I'm not sure if any of the quarterbacks, the 2022 guys, are ready to come in day one and start. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't believe that to be the case. But if 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 Pittsburgh, like Sam Howe, 
if they like Kenny Pickett playing at Pitt, if they did their homework and they like Pickett, this gives them an opportunity to to maybe just sit and develop. And I know that that patience is is runs thin now in the NFL with these quarterbacks, but it did tra- it did Trey Lance probably a world of good. You know, Lance played in a couple of games last year, but he sat behind Jimmy Garoppolo for 90% of the season, right? I think this is a good thing. And if Mitchell Trubisky does well, then you're not forced to rush your rookie out there. I think there's, I'm going to err on the side that Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season in how many years? So he understands what the what he's doing. Um, and he would not put, if Malik doesn't go to and he goes to Pittsburgh or Sam Howell is the quarterback or Kenny Pickett, he's not going to just throw those guys out there and say, go get it. You get a quarterback. You, you And now, if Malik Willis comes in and competes with with Mitchell Trubisky and wins that job outright, I mean, we've seen that happen before. Remember when Russell Wilson was drafted by the Seahawks? They had just signed Matt Flynn to a big contract. Russell Wilson outplayed him. Russell Wilson is the starter. So that's not saying that that can't happen, but it's not an immediate rush to ask one of those guys to come in from day one and play right away. You get a veteran quarterback in there that's mobile, probably the third best quarterback in that division ahead of Baker Mayfield from day one. So I just, I do not think this changes the plan for Pittsburgh at all. I still think they are very much in the quarterback market and we'll see in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Old Matt Flynn getting what 60 or 70 million off a week 17 game against the Packers or for the Packers. Great, great job for Matt Flynn and his agent. So a few other small pieces of news that we have here on the offensive side, the New York Jets signed former 49ers guard Lake Tomlinson to a three-year deal, you know, fortifying that line for Zach Wilson. Teddy Bridgewater went to the Miami Dolphins on a one-year deal to be assuming Tua's backup. I guess we'll see. You know, if Tua doesn't play well, maybe they decide to make the change to Bridgewater. Cedric Wilson also joining him on the Dolphins for a three-year, $22 million deal. Ray, were you hoping the Cowboys would bring back Wilson? Where were you at with Cedric Wilson? Because obviously getting rid of Amari, but at that price... A little no. bit steep for Cedric Wilson, in my opinion. No. You know, the Steelers re-signed their right tackle for a three-year, $30 million deal. Uh, former Arizona center Mason Cole is signing with Pittsburgh to be their new center. So two offensive linemen back with Pittsburgh. Hopefully they fortify that line for Najee Harris. One of the big signings as well was Denver Broncos signed former Packers guard Ben Braden. So another reunion with Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. And then CJ Uzama. Signed with the Jets as well. We saw in the preseason, Zach Wilson was really throwing tight ends a lot, not so much in the regular season. Do you think CJ Uzama should be a tight end we should be looking for in fantasy now as Zach Wilson's tight end for three years and $24 million? Not terrible. I kind of like it. Yeah. um, Probably not. It's just. No. For CJ? Come on, man. (laughs) CJ went to the Super Bowl and then was like, fuck that. I need to get off of here and go to the Jets. Like, I don't I don't want to be a part of this anyway. This is not what I want to be a part of. Let's go rebuild with the Jets. Bag chasing, man. That's your job. I don't blame you. Three years, 24 mil. I would chase bags too in New York. Do I care about CJ Juzama from a fantasy standpoint? Not really. I mean, no. What is he? And like now he's dynasty tight end 18. Tight end 19. What's his ceiling? No, man. No. Okay. If somebody can I interest that, I you will, in a you can't Jets I'm player. not interested. I'm not interested in CJ. Braxton Berrios. Two years, twelve million dollars, seven million guaranteed. How do you feel about Braxton Berrios? Are you in? You you not in. Okay, you're not in. All right. I mean Okay, it, we'll just again move forward. Another one of these cats, man, is gonna go out there and give you four hundred and eighty two yards. Like I in it by in, if I have him on my roster and somebody is in, 
and they want him, they can have him. I will gladly, if I can trade him for a 2022 second, I don't care if it's the 212, I would trade Braxton Berrios right now for a second round pick. I don't care where it is in the second round. It could be a 14-team league in the 214. I would trade him for the 214. CJ Uzama, if you like him, if you're excited about it, if you're if if, if it gets you the blood going, I will trade him to you happily and not miss him whatsoever. Zero interest. Uh, these are minuscule signings that don't move the needle in fantasy football whatsoever. Okay. So the last deal that I'm waiting to touch on a little bit is Carolina Panthers signed former Rams guard Austin Corbett to fortify that offensive line for whoever plays quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Now let's get to the big news. Let's get to the rebuild of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, no. We have been let's waiting... No, no, I don't know. You don't want to I, talk wanna, on the Jaguars? I really, really quickly. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Chargers. I want to talk about the LA Chargers okay. because they have won free agency, in my opinion. And going into free agency, I really we have been talking about it. Like Jordan Davis, they needed defense, interior defensive line help, and this is going to tie into fantasy. Watch how I wrap this all, all this shit back up, man. They really needed some defensive tackle help. They signed two defensive tackles yesterday. Two of them. Doesn't mean that they're not going to take a defensive tackle at 17. But, man, I think the doors are wide open. They have retooled that defense. Two defensive tackles. Um, they traded for Khalil Mack, and they signed J.C. Jackson to a five-year, $82 million deal, 40 mil guaranteed. Four defensive studs that are going to help that team out from day one. I think there's still – I still think there's a chance at 17. J-Mo, Garrett, Traylon – Add another weapon for Justin Herbert in that offense. Because right now, Josh Palmer, remember everybody was asking me about the Josh Palmer experience. Remember that? Remember the chat? Everybody was like, oh, Josh Palmer, bye. Yeah. I'm like, no, man. Like, stop. 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 No. No, Josh Palmer. No, Josh. I, I, people, people argued me in the chat. My own viewers were arguing me down about Josh fucking Palmer. No. They probably, I think they're still a real possibility they take a wide receiver and tool up that offense. L.A. came with it, man. Like, this is how you do free agency. And this is what you do when you have a rookie uh, quarterback on a rookie contract. You push your chips in because you're not paying Herbert what he deserves right now. You don't have to pay Herbert for another two years, right? Like, this is how you do it. Like, they are doing it the right way. You have a quarterback on a cheap deal because he's a rookie. You go out, you trade, you pay, you do whatever you need to do in order to put the pieces around that young talent, that young quarterback, to push for a Super Bowl. And if you're asking me today, Jay, who the best team in the AFC West is, on paper, I'm loving what the Chargers have done to combat Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, what they've done to combat Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, and what they've done to sort of, you know, make sure they keep their foot on the throat of the Las Vegas Raiders. Fan masterclass in free agency, and I don't know how much money they have left, but even if they just sign depth pieces moving forward, 17, they've got the, they've got the flexibility to wait Six games, eight games for J-Mo to get healthy and let him come back for the playoff run. I'm loving what L.A. did. I just, I think that was a masterclass in free agency signings, addressing team needs through free agency. And some of those D-tackles they got, they weren't old, crusty veterans, right? They're still young, in their prime. 
that can fill a need and frees up flexibility in the draft for them to go anywhere, man. If they want to go O-line to protect Herbert some more, if they want to go wide receiver, they can do that. This is a beautiful job by the Chargers, man. Beautiful job. Yeah, like the Chargers, the biggest thing, right? And they did have a lot of cap space. So they they were able to make these kinds of moves. And, you know, there are certain moves they made. And they're not paying a ton of guys. Like they pay their studs on defense and they play their studs on offense. And they're not paying Herbert. And that makes for a great scenario for them. I'm curious if they do fortify that offensive line a little bit. But like you said, the biggest thing is that they have the flexibility now to really go after whatever they want. They can really go BPA in the draft. And that's a great situation to be in for any NFL franchise. And like you mentioned, J.C. Jackson... I'm curious how that works out, right? I'm always a little bit worried about players who get big deals when Bill lets them go because they don't always work out. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And so I'm curious to see how JC is um, because one of the few cornerback signings that Bill has made in the recent memories was getting Stephon Gilmore. And we saw how good he was. He didn't want to pay JC Jackson. I get it. JC Jackson was also making like, I think he only made $3 million since he was in the NFL so far, which is crazy. Yeah, like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's undrafted free agent, signed like a $1 million deal, and then he got, I think, a $2 million deal after that. Now, obviously, $84 million. We'll see how, how much he ultimately gets. But now we can move forward to the Jacksonville yes, Jaguars. Yes, and I'm yes. assuming you're getting to is how not to do free agency, how we don't <laughs> want to attack free agency. And I assume this is where we're going here when we're starting with Christian Kirk getting oh the bag, the, the whole bag. bag. They backed the up bag. the Brinks truck for Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk got a four-year, $84 million deal. Now, for some context, it is only $37 million guaranteed, and there is an out after two years because he has a $20.5 million cap hit with a $10 million dead cap. So we do not expect to see Christian Kirk on the Jacksonville Jaguars beyond 2023, but he did get that $84 million deal, so it looks good for the agents. It looks good for Christian Kirk. It looks good for everybody involved. But how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk? I've been preaching to the patrons, go and get Christian Kirk because I think he's going to get a deal. This wasn't what I had in mind. But, I mean, the Jaguars, they got to get somebody. And apparently they got to pay out the ass just to get guys to even consider coming down to the swamp. Um, I, I literally have Christian Kirk highlights on on the TV in the back because I was like, maybe there's something I missed. Maybe there's something I missed in, in the film that would warrant him receiving $18 million a year. And my first thought was, okay, who's up for, who's up for a contract next year? DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, and Terry McLaurin. All six of those guys are running like they're due. They are due money next season. They will be free agents. Well, DJ Moore of the wide receivers we named was the only one that was a first-round pick. So they could franchise him. They've got the fifth-year option. DK, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson were not first-round picks. They had four-year rookie deals, and maybe McLaurin had a three-year deal because he was like a third-round pick. Uh, Deontay, third-round pick, maybe three- or four-year deals. They are going to break the bank. Break the bank. DK is getting... 30 mil a year. You know what I mean? $28 million a year. He he will break the bank. A.J. Brown is going to break the bank. I, I applaud Jacksonville for trying to get Trevor Lawrence some help. And before we just completely shit on them, they did sign Brandon Sheriff, Pro Bowl guard uh, from the Washington Commanders. Excellent signing. Excellent signing, right? You, you, you franchise tag Cam Robinson. You bring in Brandon Sheriff. Great job for Jacksonville on that front. 
They signed two wide receivers. I appreciate that, right? You know you're losing DJ Chark, Marvin Jones starting to get up there in age. You're you're, you're trying to put some pieces around your young quarterback, and I applaud that. $37 million guaranteed for Christian Kirk just seems wild. That is banana land type money for a wide receiver that truly is never he's never shown us the ability to be a number one. Um, and if he's not in the plans to be a number one, you don't pay a number two wide receiver that type of money. And then later on in the evening, it signs Zay Jones. Like we got three year, what thirty million for Zay Jones? I, yeah, I, Zay Jones. You, I'm Oof. telling you right now. Well. If you're asking me, like, which one, like, especially in best ball that I would take the shot on, it'd be Zay Jones, based on where he's probably going to end up being drafted at in best ball drafts. Um, I, I, a lot of things, man. We talked about James Conner, and I asked this question in the Discord yesterday, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Do you know who the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, were almost signed yesterday? You know, there, there was a running back that they were almost signed. They were very close to signing said running back, but said running back wanted the backfield to himself. Do you know who it was that they made an aggressive push for? James Conner. They wanted to bring James Conner in. James Conner was this close close to signing with Jacksonville, which means, one, uh, my antennas are up for the Travis Etienne hype because they were trying to bring in Conner, and I highly doubt they were going to bring him in to just be the clipboard holder for Etienne. That was probably going to be... We know Doug Peterson. What is he like? R B B. It's like keep telling you, right? It's he, crazy though. Like he, he has loves, talented running backs, but he loves it. He it's, loves the committee. The he, he is he is a chip off of the old Bill Belichick block. He loves an R B B C like no other. And the fact that James Conner was that close to signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars just again, antennas are up. Lavisca Chenault. Trade him. Just get rid of him, right? Like, uh, unless they plan on using him as the RB2 there in Jacksonville, just get rid of him. I mean, uh, there there are too many mouths to feed, and there's not enough food to be to feed them, right? Like, there's, there's truly not enough meat on the bone for everybody there. Like, I just – I don't know what they're doing. Like, and then they bring in Evan Ingram. <sighs> yep. Another I, guy that I I applaud you know. them for trying. Like, would you rather this free agent class or what New England did paying Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Jonu Smith last year? Which which free agent class would you prefer? Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, or Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith? Rough, Are we factoring right? in cost? Because Just, I honestly think which, the Jags did a better job. Like honestly, they did do a better I think job. bringing in Christian Kirk a is a job. much better signing. They I did. think Evan Ingram is a much better signing. The the Pats just—it's good to be an, a former Raiders wide receiver. Let me tell you, whenever a former Raiders wide receiver comes up, they're apparently getting big money on the free agent market. They must be just so well coached over there. Um, but I think the Jags, honestly, like you said, they did what they could. They, you can't. They're not getting Allen Robinson. It's just, it's not happening. He's yeah. been there. He's been through it. He's not coming. Right? They're not getting Juju Smith Schuster because he <laughs> wants to play for a contender. They're not getting any of these big guys. So the fact that we're able to get Kirk, and you know, it's not a super long deal, not a not a massive commitment. You have to respect it. Does it help Trevor Lawrence a ton? Not really. You know, I hope so. 
but it's who's not the, the splash that we who's need. The, who's the it one? Has, it's, you it has can't Kirk, pay right? Christian Kirk yeah. $21 million and him not yeah. be. Like, he has to be the you, one. So if you better have Christian Kirk, like, 130 to 160 targets, like, better be coming. Because if, they, if they're not coming, then it's just, it's really what are you doing at that point? If we can't even follow the money at the tune of $21 million to a target share, that's a massive problem. So for me, I, I, like I said, I've been talking about buying Kirk for third round picks, have, and people have went have, out there and they've got them. You have, and if you have them now, you could try and flip them for a first if he if he does well. But for all we know, he could be pretty good because volume is king in the NFL, and Kirk yeah. should get that volume ultimately. And, and I think that's the key takeaway: should they have paid that amount of money for Christian Kirk? Hell no! Like no, I don't think you can justify that. But they did; they paid him that money. And I would assume he's probably going to get a ton of targets, right? Like he's, I think it's bad for Chenault by Laquan Treadwell. Uh, Chenault may be dealt. Like he, he's one of those guys that probably could be dealt. Jamal Agnew probably. Let's just let's just assume Urban didn't know. Like uh, just no. I'm like I still he's a DB. It's like me trying to play wide receiver, right? Like in my mind, I feel like I can do it, but I probably can't. Um, Bad for Chenault. So long, Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah Treadwell. Isaiah to, to what is it? Laquan Treadwell? You should have traded him for a fourth round pick when you had the opportunity. Uh, we'll see where he yep. signs. I don't know, man. What, what are you trading him? What are, what can you trade him for? Like, would anybody pay a first round pick for Christian Kirk? Realistically, would anybody? Um, in Dynasty no, pay a I think that's unrealistic. I don't, I mean, that you'd have to be like Texas AM alum, booster. Like, there's no way that's, I mean, I don't see that happening. But again, if you do have him already and you've been kind of holding that bag a little bit, I don't think now's the time to deal him. But like, he he is a legitimate speed threat. Like, he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a 4 3 guy. He's at least a 4 4 guy out of Texas AM. Broke out super young, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who can catch a Trevor Lawrence bomb from the seam, from outside. So there will be boom games for Christian Kirk and opportunities to sell him if you want to. And that's why I'd be holding. That's why I wouldn't be trying to sell him for a second or unloading him for a guy in this in this draft class. I think there will be a better opportunity to ultimately get rid of Christian Kirk if that's something you want to do. But I still think he could be good. You know, I still think there's an opportunity there for him that he didn't have in Arizona. He had about 100 targets in Arizona. He should see a heavy increase from that this season. And we'll see what happens to ETN and, and Chenault, like you said. I mean, I don't know what you do with him because he's just – he hasn't done anything, right? Two years now, basically done little to nothing. Coaches don't seem to even try to get him the ball anymore. I on it, Like, straight up, I think that Doug Peterson has him be their goal line back, like legitimately. I, I think there's a world where he is their red zone running back and then you have ETN kind of in there as well. LaVisca? Yeah. Yeah, I went back. I think and it's. At, I think it's a possibility. I went back and looked at him at Colorado, and he played a lot of wildcat yeah. quarterback and just goal line. They would just hammer him up there. It's two hundred and twenty pounds, man. Like I'm not even being funny. Just utilize him. He's not Debo Samuel, but play him in that. What do they call it? Wide back role. Let him the just wide do back, that. Yeah. Let let him just do that shit, man. Um. I'd be buying. And I think Bug is great enough to do that, right? Like, I think you could I turn him so. into a Boston Scott type of guy, but maybe a bit more receiving work. Uh, I don't know. It, again, for fantasy, it sucks. Like, if Ooh. you draft him in the first round, second round, you're you're disappointed. Um, but if you do get him low for on the cheap, a throw in a deal, maybe it could be decent because I actually do believe Doug Peterson can have a plan for Chenault. 
versus Urban Meyer, who I knew would not have a plan for Lisbon Chanel. So we'll see yeah. what happens with him. Um, but yeah. the Jaguars, they're doing what they can. But the other thing that we didn't even touch on is, is Aiden Hutchinson now going number one? Like, is is he yeah. locked in? Do we think that that's pretty much a guarantee at this point with two big offensive line signings from the Jaguars in the most recent days? The smart thing would still be to take your top lineman, whether that's Icky yep. or, or, um, or uh, Evan Neal. Like, that would still... People forget, like, even though they franchise Cam Robinson, when Dallas drafted Tyron Smith in the first round in 2011, I believe it was, they started him off at right tackle because they already had a left tackle. I believe it was Flozell Adams. I believe it was Flozell. But then they just transitioned Ty Smith to left tackle the following year. If I'm Jacksonville, if you're taking building around your franchise quarterback seriously, I'm still taking Evan Neal or or Iguano at, at one, like whichever one you like. I can find another guy that can rush the passer in the second round. I don't think you're going to find those quality of, of offensive linemen in the second round. But I do think this pretty much in my – if you had to ask me today, I think this locks in them taking Aiden Hutchinson at one. Not a – like the player, I'm not – I still think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best edge rusher in the class. Like I think he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. I do. Aiden Hutchinson's got a great motor. If you're asking me which guy I had to take to start my defensive end franchise with, it would be Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, neither here nor there. I think the offensive line should be the play. I do think they are going to go to the defensive side of the ball. My question to you is who are you most looking forward to seeing that we have not seen sign yet? Juju Smith-Schuster still out there. Allen Robinson still out there. Are there any other players? I'll give you one sleeper um, that I think is another one of those guys that won't cost nearly as much as Christian Kirk, but if he re-signs with his own team, uh, I think he could be walking into another 100 targets, and that's Russell Gage. Russell Gage is a player. I think, man, he needs to, Atlanta needs to find a way to bring him back, and I think he could be the cheapest 100-target wide receiver that you can possibly get. I'm still looking to see where Russell Gage goes. Let's see where Juju ends up, and then, of course, Allen Robinson. Um, are there any other free agents that you're, like, truly keyed in on today? DJ Chark was one of the ones for me. We got that signing today. Who else are you kind of, like, your eyes and attention are on today? Um, other ones, no. But like, as you mentioned, Juju's a big one for me. But we do have some breaking news. Right, Aaron Rodgers' contract is official. Okay. $40 million in 2022, $60 million in 2023, and $49.3 million in 2024. $150 million guaranteed over the next three years, fully guaranteed at signing. Aaron Rodgers, wow. highest paid quarterback, highest paid player in all the NFL. Wow. It, wasn't, it wasn't the four-year 200. But it was still three years, 150, and apparently there's some options down the line that are cheaper after that. So Aaron Rodgers getting paid today. Wow. Crazy. Wow. I, I mean, Devontae's going to be next. They they apparently wow. got the deal done with Rodgers. But now it's it's time to sign Devontae. He said he's not this playing is, under the tags. It's, listen, man, that's a um, massive deal for if, Rodgers. If for anybody, have, massive If you have Aaron Rodgers in Dynasty, you're feeling real good. <laughs> you're real feeling real good. good. And if you traded him away, you feel real bad because you've got three years of Aaron Rodgers locked into being a top five quarterback. Like when you, you, I know it's it's so funny because we talk about like the the top dynasty quarterbacks, right? And the names are and deservingly so: Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar, Kyler. You know, in some order, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, way down the way, 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 way down the list. 
But if if I told you, Jay, you can lock up Aaron Rodgers for the next three years, and I know you're a big advocate in Dynasty Startup Drafts of fading quarterback early, and you take the Aaron Rodgers, the Matt Ryans, like you Dynasty that way. How good, do you know how good your roster would be if in a super flex league you punted quarterback the first three rounds and you just running back, running back, receiver in the third, Kyle Pitts, something like that. Pitts isn't going to be there in the third, but you get what I'm saying. And then you have Aaron Rodgers as your QB1 for the next. Like, I don't give a shit what happens after three years, right? Like, I've won a title two of the three years. I don't care what, I'll, I'll figure out quarterback in the 2026 rookie draft, right? This is this is great for Aaron Rodgers managers. This is great for Devontae Adams. I've been telling people, go sign, pick up Josiah DeGuara. He's going to be the starting tight end for Green Bay. This is good for the Packers. This is good for Aaron Rodgers. This is great for Devontae Adams. Hopefully they draft a wide receiver to compliment him and be that second round, that, that number two to Devontae. Well done, Aaron Rodgers. Now get it done. Get it done with Devontae Adams. Get it done with they Devontae Adams. They have no choice now. No choice yeah. now. So yeah, I want to get to the Adams. super chats now because yeah, 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 we keep yeah, yeah, getting breaking yeah, yeah, news. So yeah, yeah, if we yeah, never yeah, get yeah, to yeah, it, we yeah, got to yeah, get to it, it now. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Chris has one. What's up, Chris? Super chat. Superflex. Tight end premium. I have 101, 102, 106, 107, along with three 2023 firsts. Well done, my friend. Ooh. My QBs are Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Mitch Trubisky. I have zero RBs, though. Do I go Brees, Kyron, Spiller, and Malik at 1-2? Brees, easy. Kenneth Walker, 1-2. Boom, got it. You'll get Isaiah Spiller at the 1-6. Take whatever you want at 1-7. Simple. You go Brees Hall. You go Kenneth Walker. You're still going to get a quarterback at 6. That might be Matt Corral, and there's a really good chance that Isaiah Spiller falls to you. Like, your QBs aren't too bad. But you got three, right? You got three. I would 100%, if this were my team, it'd be Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, let somebody else take Malik and Traylon and Garrett Wilson, and you probably can get Matt Corral at six and Isaiah Spiller at seven. Like Or Kenny Pickett or your QB of choice. I think that's a pretty easy one. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I'm with that. I think that's a good solution. Like I, I still think in some ways, depending on how the QB landscape plays out, I may go Malik or that's Corral right. or whoever your favorite quarterback is at two. Because um, then, like you said, you probably come back with Spiller at 106 or 107. And you never know. Maybe Kenneth Walker may be there at 106, 107. I doubt no, it. But if you're no in a chance. league where they like receivers, maybe. No you never know. No chance. Get Lock up those running backs. No chance Kenneth Walker's there at 106. All right. How are you viewing Rondell Moore? As soon as He's I was back. out, they sucked He's me back, back in, baby. I'm back He's in. Back. I'm back in. Okay, so so I talked about not being on these diminutive wide receivers as prospects, and I'm not. Like, I'm not. Wondell, Calvin Austin, we'll see. Rondell already has the draft capital. I don't believe he's a bad player. I think, for better or worse, Jalen Rager is just bad. Like, he's just bad. Like, he's just bad. Rondell, I don't believe he's a bad player. I think he was... It's a weird situation, right? Like Nuke and Ertz and trying to figure all this shit out. And Cliff can't. He's gone. Like Christian Kirk, gone. AJ Green, probably gone. This is Rondell Moore's time. Like if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen for Rondell. This year, I'm still feeling good about him. I actually sent out some trade offers to a lot of people who talked that shit about Rondell being sorry. And you know what? They all declined. They all wanted to hold Rondell Moore. One of the 40 chess guys, they don't like wide receivers. Uh, I just need to hold Rondell till after the draft. Everybody talking all that shit, but they don't want to trade Rondell. Uh-oh, what do we have? What happened? What happened? My God, bro. What happened? What happened? The Pats traded Chase Winovich to the Browns for Mac Wilson. 
Man, Dude, I like Chase Winovich. Get off man. of it. Mute yourself. That's, like I thought something I thought something significant happened. Next super chat question. This dude falling back over Mac Wilson and Chase Winovich. All right. Shout out to the best in the business. Appreciate you, Jeff. Appreciate you, my dog. Appreciate you. Let's get the sounder. I didn't do it on the last one. Jay Rich over there losing it over over nothing news. All right. Anthony, here we go. I, I have a gentleman's agreement that if Drake London falls to 105, then I'm trading my 107 and 108 for the 105. Did I screw up? Um, I would see if you can back out of this. I, I, I don't think you need to be um, committed to that type of deal. I would just, I would try to get out of that gentleman's agreement. I'd be like, look, man, let's just, let's reevaluate. I would not be trading 107 and 108 for 105 to take, to take Drake London. I wouldn't do that. Uh, if if that were Brees Hall there, won't be. If that were Kenneth Walker there, won't be. Maybe. But at 107, 108, even if you miss on Drake London, there's still a chance that that's Garrett Wilson. There's a chance that's 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 uh, Jamison Williams, Chris Olat. Like, I would not do that. If there's a way to get out of this agreement, I would definitely try. I, I, would, I would try to renegotiate and get out of this. This is... I would not be tra- to move up two spots to get Drake London. I would not do that, and I am the biggest Drake London fan there is. But I would not do that. I would I would get out of that deal. Uh, Anthony <laughs> Anthony is no longer a gentleman. Uh, all right, so Jay, anything else after I took you off of the screen for that overreaction of a trade? Anything else you want to want to spit to the people before we get out of here? No, that's it. I, I'm I'm curious to see if we see what happens with, um, or sorry, not Amara with uh, Allen Robinson and Juju. I've, I've been saying it for a long time. Juju's the guy that I want to see where he goes. Like he's still 25, productive receiver, but I know you guys don't get. I like Chase Winovich. Okay, I think he's a good <laughs> Every, player. Trading for Mac Wilson. Everybody it's says just, I like. You're more dramatic I like, than I like Aaron Rodgers. You're more dramatic. Nah, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. You're more dramatic about than Chase him. Falling, I like him, falling back in your damn seat. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Okay, I wasn't prepared for this mentally. Just oh god. Guys, okay. okay. Sometimes so, your fandom takes over. Okay, there's nothing you can do. Okay. About it. All right. Well, we still love you, Jay. We still love Jesus. you. And uh, tomorrow on the show, the Dynasty Trade Show Live. I've been asking our patrons, patreoncom forward slash all gas to 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 post trades featuring Deshaun Watson. Now I want to see it all. I want to see Watson. I want to see James Conner. I want to see all these deals. And we are going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about them, them, the traders, the traders. We're going to just talk about the trades, talk about if these are things that we need to be doing. So if you have a couple, drop them in the comments. Um, JT Helmet. Yes, JT Helmet. We do have a winner. All right. The winner for the Jonathan Taylor Helmet. Let me tell you all right now. That's right. JT Helmet is boxed up right now. We have a winner, Jay Rich. Uh, I wanted to do a nice graphic for the individual who won, but that didn't happen. So I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I think his name was Chris. Let me see. Let me see. Um, uh, it's not Chris. Excuse me. Brian Cothra. C-A-W-T-H-R-A. B-R-Y. <laughs> Boy, I'm having some rough. I can't spell. Or you were read. really prepared for this, I, so uh, clearly the graphic was unnecessary. B R Y A N Kathra C A W T H R A 
winner of the signed Jonathan Taylor helmet giveaway. We got more shit that we're going to give away uh, from Pristine Auction. Congrats to you. Only 200 people signed up, so I know there are thousands that watch this. There's plenty of opportunities for y'all to register again. Use somebody else's name. Like, use your girlfriend's name, your boyfriend's name, your aunt, your uncle. Register Pristine Auction. Don't do it yet because I have nothing to give away. But when the time comes, we'll let you know. But shout out to Brian who won the JT helmet. Uh, go to Pristine Auction. They got dope stuff on there. Memorabilia. I got a signed Javante Williams jersey on there. I'm giving away to the patrons or gave away to the patrons. And I think we're going to do another Justin Herbert uh, giveaway as well. So we appreciate y'all tapping in. Stay tapped in. We're going to see what happens with free agency. Dynasty Trade Show tomorrow. We love y'all. We out of this thing. Peace.